Hi, I'm Ellie Larson from the BU Women's Hockey Team, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, Boston University women's hockey player Ellie Larson joins the show. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Ellie, and how's everything going? Hi, yeah, doing well. Just finished a big exam this morning, so have a big stress reliever going into the weekend. So That's good to hear. <laughs> How was the exam? Uh, it was okay. A lot of organic chemistry, so... <laughs> Definitely tough. Yeah, I can imagine. I took chemistry my junior year of high school, and oh man, that was one of the toughest classes I ever ever had to take. So yeah. um, I, I full cap tip my cap to you for that. That's definitely a tough subject to have. But we need people like you because people like me can't understand it for anything. I don't know if I'm quite there yet. But. <laughs> well, don't worry. You're in school right now, so hopefully you can uh, learn a little bit more. I yeah. definitely can't do it myself. So, like I said, tip my cap to you for that. Thank you. Now, you scored your first ever college, uh, goal with uh, Boston University this past weekend uh, versus uh, Union. Uh, it was an empty net goal, but a lot of effort was put in to score that goal. So just talk about getting your first goal with BU and what it meant to you and the rest of the team. Yeah, it was um, it's like a good way to finish a weekend, especially after a little Friday night, a little let down there. But um, it was just Playing with the team, you just got to play hard. And then having that opportunity to get an empty netter was fun. It was great. It was fun to see the, um, everyone else's reaction to it, too. Um, just would do anything to contribute. So, yeah, when you it was the first empty netter for me. So, <laughs> it's kind of exciting. Awesome. Hey, you know, now you've scored in all different types of situations. Yes. Which is really cool to hear. Um, just talk a little bit more about this past weekend. You unfortunately lost to RPI. Um, but it seems like your team kind of bounced back from that loss against Union on Saturday. So just um, how would you overall evaluate this past weekend? Yeah, I think the comeback, like just coming back after a loss on Saturday, Friday and then taking it to them on Saturday just showed a lot of grit and tenacity and just coming together as a team. Um, that's really important, especially after like, like you don't want to start your weekend off with a loss. And I think, it's a big way like to get over that hurdle. So after that little roller coaster down, we did, we got back up. So it just showed the team, the teamwork. And was it cool for yourself uh, to play some out of conference teams on the road, just because for BU, they haven't been able to do that in quite some time. Yeah, uh, it was fun. It was two teams I have played in the past and two ranks I've played in. So it's kind of fun to have, go back there again on a different team and different perspective of it all now you recently played unh and lost to them in a shootout and then the same result happened against merrimack a few weeks ago as well so my question is what to, what think what are some things your team should do to kind of win those close games and try to you know avoid shootouts and get the win in overtime or just in uh, regulation because it seems like that's been kind of one of your struggles your team's had in the early part of the season i think the quickest answer to that is to start faster, start quicker, um, being prepared for games and just focused right away. 
Now, however, your team did beat Northeastern uh, a couple of weeks ago as well. Just talk about that result and what it meant to your team, especially uh, early part in the regular season to be a ranked opponent like that and one of your biggest rivals as well. Yeah, it was definitely one of the more fun games I've been a part of. The atmosphere in Wally B was amazing. So many fans and it was like one of the big first games back too. Um, uh, it really showed our team's potential, like how to be in a high pressure moment and come out on top and just, I think that game came down to teamwork and everyone was cheering each other on and working together. So very fun game though. <laughs> and how good did it feel to finally get to play in front of fans after a year of not playing in front of any fans? And did that, did, how does that like raise your energy level when you're in front of a crowd versus like being in front of nobody? Yeah, it's huge to have like, especially to have your family there and your supporters cheering you on. But a big thing is the band too. Like at RITV, that was important to us. And at BU, it's been, it's very important to us too. So it's just fun to have people around and the support. And what's it like playing at Wally B? Um, I don't know if you've ever played there as a visitor, but being there as a home player, what's it like to be a part of that atmosphere and play in front of the BU band as well? Because talking to other uh, BU hockey players, that's like their favorite part about playing at home is just hearing the band and some of the chance they have. Yeah, the big thing with Wally B is the tradition of the rink, and it's just definitely like an older rink, but it has got its character, and um, it's the tradition of it, and the band is awesome. They're good, <laughs> and they like, they cheer loud, they have their fun things, they turn around during the other team's lineup, and definitely gritty, so <laughs> they, keep, they keep it fun. What's your favorite chance so far early on in the season? Oh, gosh. Ah, uh, that might be an answer to come back to. <laughs> All right, don't worry. I don't know about that one. We'll ask you at the end of the season about that. Maybe some things <laughs> yes. have changed, but uh, if that's one. I, I that's one of my favorite things about going to BU is just seeing the band and the chance they have. Mm-hmm. It makes it a, such a cool, unique um, college hockey atmosphere that I don't think you get in any other places you might play. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, what's been a, is has what's been the biggest adjustment you've had to make so far being on a new team, but also playing in a new conference as well? Um, the just the biggest thing is just learning how people play and just having them know how I play and understand it, and that has just been the biggest adjustment. I think is just understanding like you get like connection with people, you know where they're going to be, and just figuring that out. Yeah, and what are the major differences you notice between the CHA versus Hockey East, whether it's playing style or just some of the systems that other teams might have? Um, overall, it's, I, I mean, everyone play, competes hard. It's like everyone's working out two to three times a week, skating five to six times a week. So everyone's out there doing like knowing what they're doing. Um, definitely a lot of finesse and like, I guess that was the biggest thing I've seen. And hockey has a bit more tradition. It's been around longer. And that's a big thing is like the rivalries. But definitely shorter bus trips, <laughs> which has been way different. And I, I do like it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it must be like assuming with RIT, you're probably taking some six-hour bus rides just to get to some cool stadiums yeah. in the conference. But for Northeastern, it's not even a bus ride. You can just walk right to the stadium or take just, the train. Yeah, we literally could just walk there. <laughs> so that must be that must be really nice. Yeah. Um, and also, that, that does that like affect you at all? Just because like you know you're not on the bus as long, so you kind of have more fresh legs. Um, heading into a, a road arena versus when you're with RIT. 
well I guess last year a lot of it too we just we did a lot of day trips so that kind of helped the transition over but yeah it's different than not like this weekend was more of that this past weekend of going down Thursday night staying till Saturday so that was a little more familiar for me but yeah it's a little different but I, I like it now, how would you evaluate your experience so far at Boston University? Um, um, anything uh, catch your eye that you didn't expect, or how's, how positive has it been so far? Yeah, it's gone by pretty fast so far. <laughs> um, school's been tough, but good, uh, and team's been great. My big thing, too, is just, like, I being a part of, like, as a Christian athlete, um, I was part of, like, building something at RIP and here it's established through, like, Athletes in Action. So. I've met a lot of awesome friends that way and just the connection of um, Christian athletes and that fellowship has been so important and crucial for me to um, just like keep in mind the audience of one and just understanding where my head's at and where like my identity lies. So that's been huge. That's awesome to hear. And I'm glad to hear that. And uh, just what's it, how did you like get started with the organization at BU? Was it something you kind of knew about heading in or was it like something you found out just by uh, walking around campus? So I was a part of like crew at RIT and then started up like a Bibles and Brownies, we called it, which is like trying to start an AIA chapter. And then once I figured out I was going to BU, um, I reached out to like had a few connections connecting with people through Athletes in Action because it's established here more and so I had like zooms over the summer got to meet a few girls and it was just it's yeah it's fun that's awesome to hear. every Sunday night <laughs> yeah no definitely that's fun what do you guys do on Sunday nights just talk um, about your games or something or just talk about so, the Bible yeah we have we usually go through a verse and just catch up with each other um and have some have some good snacks <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. In person, which must be nice as well, not doing it through. Yeah, very, very nice to be in person. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying your experience at Boston University. And what are some of your goals you have for yourself um, with BU um, personally and for the team as well um, when you think about the rest of this season? Yeah, um, for me, just not setting. I For me, like the best thing I can do for myself is just not set any expectations of myself. And like, so my goals are all very just like team orientated. Like I want, for me, like I want to be the best teammate I can be um, and just have fun. Like hockey at the end of the day should be fun and just have a good experience and just be a good teammate and like team-wise game, like with games, like make playoffs huge. Um, I'm very excited to be a part of the bean pot. So just competing for a championship. And like, that's a goal. Let's win that championship. So. Yeah, and one thing about the playoffs for Hockey East this year is they're going to be single elimination format. However, you're used to that playing in the CHA. How are you going to use that experience playing in those single elimination playoffs? I'm heading into BU this year because that's something that a lot of Hockey East fans aren't quite used to yet since it's only been the second year of them doing it this way. I did not realize that. <laughs> um, I didn't know they were keeping it or not, but okay. Good to know. But uh, definitely – it's a do or die mentality. So go hard or go home. And um, hopefully I can bring a little bit of experience in that sense. And that like the focus in during that time at the end of the season has to be there. I mean, it has to be there all year, but definitely when it's a do or die situation, the focus is, has to be there all week before. So. 
and obviously you're playing in the bean pot or BU's going to be playing in the bean pot this February. How excited are you for that? What do you know about the bean pot uh, not being from Boston? Because everyone from Boston knows how special it is. It's kind of like a unique thing here in New England. But what do you know about it and how excited are you to be a part of those um, two games? Um, I don't know too much like about the hi- like the history of it all, but I just know like between it's just the battle of Boston basically and between the four teams and um, a lot of tradition with all four teams. And so um, BU's won a couple years ago, so hoping to bring it back to Wally B again. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, how was your off season this summer? What did you do, whether it was hockey-related or non-hockey-related? Um, not hockey related I had an internship working on technology for skate sharpening. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I won't go too deep into it, but it was very interesting, a lot of fun, and got to connect to some, like, equipment managers throughout NHL to college, so that was cool. Um, and then I also helped my brother at his performance gym, so I worked with high school girls like 10 12 u on like synthetic ice stick handling shooting and lifting off ice so shout out to Necton sports performance <laughs> in Hutchinson so yeah and then I trained with my brother there too so that's shout awesome out to him. <laughs> yeah yeah with the skate sharpening like internship I'm just curious like is it kind of like a new way to sharpen skates and like how does that affect um, a player's performance I guess uh, when they use that type um, of thing? So it's just understanding like your race of how, like the race of how you have your rocker and just um, optimizing the best balance points to for the player to see where they feel their best, I guess. And how cool was it to connect with other equipment managers? Because I feel like those guys are kind of the unsung heroes of hockey just because they do so much for the team and you don't really see them that much um, get the recognition that I feel like they deserve. Yeah. It, yeah, it was definitely cool. They have, they like put their heart and soul into it. So it's just fun to see the backside of it all and like the really the real heroes behind the game because they're doing all the work behind the scenes. So, mm-hmm. How, Have you had the chance to connect uh, with uh, the BU equipment managers on your team? Yeah. Yeah. We got Mike and a few others and they're great. Yeah. Awesome. I know their stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool to hear. Is that something you're interested in, like potentially um, after college is doing some equipment managing for other college teams or you're just doing no. it for fun, I guess? No, just I, that was more like the engineering side of it. So mm-hmm. not so much that side of it, but the other side. Now, speaking of training, uh, what are you working on uh, regarding your game and um, how has that been going for you? Um, yeah, I – Right now I'm working on my hips are a bit tight, but <laughs> um, just bringing like overall on the ice, off ice. Uh, doesn't matter, either one. Okay. Yeah, I'm just working on becoming stronger, bringing a stronger on my feet. Um, game, game moves quick, so just making faster, faster decisions and then just bringing more of my offensive side of my like, offensive defensive mindset to um, BU's game. Is that one area you were trying to improve on the most during the summer was making those decisions or was it kind of like just everything trying to become more offensive in the offensive zone as a defenseman or just anything else that you might have not mentioned? Yeah, I just, well, well, the big thing I focused on with my training over the summer was just getting stronger. Um, Just work. um, My brother pushed me hard 
in a good way and just uh, working on being able to like read situations and just watch some hockey too and see how other people do it. Nice, nice. And did you face any challenges preparing for the season this year? Because I know, I guess some from comparing it to last off season, a, a lot of gyms were closed. Ice time was hard to find. Was it kind of the same situation uh, for this off season, or was it a little bit more easier to do those things? And how did that change your approach at all for the off season? Having things be a little more open than usual, even though there is still some restrictions. Um, honestly, it was kind of completely different like we only have ice in my hometown for three weeks but ice in like other towns are open cities um but the gym like it's my brother's gym so it's kind of free to do <laughs> go in when I want it when I needed to um so it was just definitely just completely different now just talk about your transition and transition into a new team at Boston University what's that been like for yourself just because being a grad student, I feel like you're in a kind of unique situation because you've played hot college hockey before, yet you're going into a brand new situation, not knowing many of the players that you're going to be playing with. Yeah, it was just, um, I've been grateful to like be able to live with three different teammates. So that's been huge. Um, it's just a transition of like understanding, trying to understand my role too. And um, like for me, it's just not, just taking everything in myself to learn um, and understand the way of like BU and just trying to provide there the best I can and like my perspective of things too. And what's it like to play under coach DeRocher uh, so far? What have you learned under him? Yeah, he's awesome. Um, Really one thing that really excited me about BU is just the established um, coaching like well we have two new coaches this year but just the overall coaching staff with um bd um he's awesome he's a he cares about each person individually on and off the ice and he's just a family man too and just it brings his kids and the grandkids around it's just a lot of it's a good environment yeah one thing that i really like about coach drosher is kind of the culture he set at bu what's it like being a part of that culture and trying to help it grow um for the freshmen that are coming in just because i kind of like um how it's very family oriented and just the how hard work is really valued um it with bu just talking to some of the other athletes that uh, play for bu or have played for bu yeah definitely um we have our core values and like we'll stick to them and i think the team all like cares for each other. And that's a huge thing that um, BD like and for like wants. And then just like with our freshman class too, um, they've been awesome. They're a really hardworking group. So it's been fun navigating the ropes of you with them too, as we're both learning it. Um, so that it's just been a, it's been a good experience. Too. So. Yeah, just talk a little bit more about the freshman class and what's it been like um, preparing them and helping them transition into college hockey. Uh, what's it been like just playing with them in general since because you have a really young team, it just just looking at the roster, a lot of new faces are coming in. Yeah, I definitely, like I said, they were a really hardworking group. Um, it's fun kind of having a few more Minnesotans with me. So I understand the little Minnesota, Minnesota ways a little bit, but no, uh, I think the the fun thing about our team, like be, team being so large, is that it's competitive. The environment and like practice is competitive. Everyone works hard, um, so it's just bringing that, um, being able to 
talk with them to the freshman to make sure that they're doing okay too with like the transition I understand been through it it's not easy being a freshman always yeah and um what's it like playing with the I think there's two Minnesota players in the freshman class Maggie and Kylie I've, I don't know if there's any other ones but uh, is it Liv. oh yes Liv as well yeah uh, what's it like uh talking do you guys ever talk about the Minnesota high school hockey scene because I know that's kind of big because as an east coast person it's kind of hard to understand if you're not like involved with the yeah yeah I'm like Haley and Lacey as well um well the big difference is breezers I mean that's what we don't we wear breezers we don't wear pants but um no it's fun I got to like one time during summer I, was, I saw Liv and Kylie I ran into them um they got some ice that uh, some other girl invited me to so that was kind of fun to like catch up with them before but yeah they definitely it's fun to like have people to that are like understanding of the Minnesota experience I guess <laughs> of hockey what type of leadership do you want to bring to the team? Uh, because you are new a player, but you have a lot of experience in the college hockey. So what type of leadership are you trying to bring? Are you just trying to be like a lead by example type of player? Or are you trying to be a little focal occasionally uh, when you feel like you have to be? Um, I think my style is more of a calm presence. I'm not going to be the loudest in the locker room. Um, definitely just more try to work hard, um, bring, the bring the dedication and just, yeah, lead by more example. Now I want to kind of transition a little bit and talk about the beginning of your hockey mm -hmm. career and work up all the way, work up to where you are now with BU. So you're from Hutchinson, Minnesota, like you mentioned previously. So just talk about how you started playing hockey and falling in love with the sport and what's it like growing up um, in Hutchinson. Yeah, so I uh, my brother started initially, so because he played basketball and he didn't like it, so then put him into hockey, and then then our so our program started a Pink Panthers, it was called. So it was for girls hockey. And he had like the pink jerseys and stuff. It was Troy Lenars, and he was a big influence in starting my career, like my career, I guess. I started at seven. So um, that was a huge thing. I We had an awesome group of girls all together, and we kind of went all the way through. So that was the big thing was Pink Panthers, though. So had the pink, pink jersey, pink stick, pink, pink socks, too. Every pink laces is everything. Do you still have photos from that? It must be like looking back on I mean, it's kind of funny. Look how how very pink um the uniforms were. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's pretty funny. We only played one other team that was like that, so we're kind of unique in that way too. That's cool. I like I like those colors that stand out at least for jerseys. I think it makes yeah. I don't know. I feel like it, it's fun to look at um, just from a fan perspective, just because your team really sticks out versus some of the other duller colors that other teams might have. Especially when you're seven. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Seven-year-old girl, you're loving it. So, <laughs> yeah. who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone like in the NHL, or was it a women's player on the national team? Uh, mine was my brother. I uh, he's my favorite player to watch. Favorite player to watch. Uh, I miss going to his games. Always went as a little sister, so he was a forward too, and then played defense from I think Bantams on. So he was just a big influence and who I looked up to a lot. Do you still talk to him today about hockey and what you can do to improve? Yeah. So with Necton, like he's working with hockey, he's working with athletes. So that's a huge part of his job. So he's always sending me things. He always was watching my games. He's one of my bigger supporters. So That's cool to hear. Is it nice to have someone like that behind your, uh, your back? Um, knowing whenever you step on the ice, you have that support behind you and 
I don't know if he's had the chance to come to a game in person, but was it kind of if that ever happened? Uh, is it cool to kind of see him again versus like last year when there was no fans? Yeah, my mom was able to come out to one of our first games. I think UNH at, was UNH at home, so yeah, it was definitely fun to just see, like, look up and see her there. It's just different, different than no, like knowing they're there than just behind the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Now, before BU, you played for your high school at Hutchinson. So just what was it like to play there? And just talk about your high school hockey experience as a whole when you look back on it now. Yeah, um, I love my experience. It's a small town, um, playing, like playing for Hutch. My friends all played with me. We played all our other sports together. It's different than like, definitely different than a, like the Bemore City, the metro area of Minnesota. But um, I just love the small town. Now, how did playing for Hutchinson help prepare you for college hockey? Definitely developed confidence, uh, like varsity experience. Um, you guys able to be in a small town playing for varsity longer than most people get to, like in the cities more. So that was like to help develop my confidence in the game and just confidence, like working with others on the team, and then just. Also, like in the summertime, I played a lot of like AAA, more in St. Cloud with a fun group of girls, like for four or five years. So that was a huge part of it, too. Now, we were talking a little bit about it earlier, but I'm not from Minnesota. So just describe the high school hockey scene that's there, just because um, watching the YouTube clips of the state tournament at the XL Center, it seems pretty electric just from a screen. But I'm assuming being a player in that atmosphere must be really fun to be a part of, especially with kind of a smaller town like Hutchinson. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hockey. Hockey's like, is just so huge. The state tournament speaks for, speaks for itself. I mean, have you seen the whole hockey hair team too? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big deal. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just fun to play sport that a lot of people like are passionate about and like it's, competitive wherever you go so I, I just yeah I have a question about the all hockey hair team why is it only boys players that get it there should be some I don't know. girls players that there get was it. one girl that won a couple of years ago she yeah I know she it. plays for a holy cross now yes mm-hmm. that was fun I don't know why we should start that <laughs> you yeah, should we start should. that I don't know if you know any players that play now, but you should <laughs> tell them to do a hair flip. Uh, just try to, I don't know, try to encourage those people to get those votes, I guess. I don't know like how the process works, but I'll definitely support it if uh, you're in with me. A few kids I know, like I knew um high school on our boys team in Hutch, they made the, I think, all the honorable mentions. So it was a big deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who has the best hair uh, that you've ever played hockey with, just in high school or college, I guess? Oh gosh, best hair. That's a hard question. I don't know. I don't have an answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. I just. How does it work though? Like, um, how do you get votes for it? I guess. Is it just like whoever oh. gets the most views for like a flip or something? I'm just curious. Yeah, it's like um, so it's usually the. Um, the people from the state tournament get it. So when they get called and announced, they'll usually come up. A lot of teams like will bleach their hair. Um, one kid with just like really big hair, just, or they'll like shave the sides of their 
like up over here like just shave weird patterns into their head and like that's usually like the the more extra you are the more you'll get you'll get looked at for it any mullets that seems like that would be popular. oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well for the two players that made the honorable mention for your team what what type of hairstyle do they have what what did they do that was crazy oh they just had like long flows and one just had a handlebar mustache <laughs> so it was a lot for an 18 year old kid <laughs> definitely i don't think i would think they were 18 had a handlebar mustache yeah no yeah it was funny now when you look back i guess on your time at hutchinson what's the best memory you have um whether it's on the ice or maybe even off the ice uh, with uh, some of your teammates oh so many memories that like tournaments growing up hotels the fun that you have as a kid running around but for high school definitely winning the like the section championship my sophomore year and we got to go to the state tournament like that was huge the section championship was against our big rival so like we played at um gustavus adolphus i'm not sure if you're familiar but the mayak school so we got to play there for the finals for a section like got your fans all around it, it was a fun experience especially to come out on top <laughs> Definitely. Was it cool to get to play it? Did you get to play at the XL Center for the state tournament? Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's a it's a big rink. Um yeah, it it's an experience you just want to get to as like that's the one thing as a hockey player in Minnesota, like you wanna get there. And only made it there once, but definitely just experience you can't take for granted. Definitely. And how'd you handle the nerves of playing in that game? Just because playing at an NHL rink, I would be pretty nervous myself. I'm assuming you were probably full. Yeah, I was probably a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember too much, but it's just, yeah, it's a, uh, everything's different. Like the board's different. It's just, it's so big and it feels so much bigger than it needs to be. <laughs> I feel like the boards are more lively in those NHL ranks just mm -hmm. because I don't know, for some reason it just seems like it to me. Cause like when you shoot the puck and it hits the boards, it just bounces so quickly compared to some college hockey rinks that I've, when I watch play the boards make the puck look so dead when it hits it. So I don't know if that's something you notice, but that's like the one big thing I notice between like pro stadiums versus um, college hockey rinks or just high school rinks in general. Yeah. It's, they like, it's the noise of the boards is different too. Mm -hmm. It just feels cooler, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it always feels cooler. <laughs> just like the size of the rink, it just like – it just yeah. when you take it all in, it ma it just makes it – it makes mm -hmm. it feel bigger even, and it looks bigger too. That's probably part of it as well. Mm -hmm, definitely. Now, um, just talk a little bit about your recruitment process. When you were in high school, um, you originally committed to RIT and you played four years with that um, – university so just talk about your recruitment process why did you want to go to RIT and um, how did that all work out yeah so coming from a small town I wasn't too exposed to like the process I didn't really understand it um, but so I was looking for me like I wanted to be engineer so reached out to a few schools um, and just when I visited RIT I just loved the campus and the rink um, it was it was far from home, but not too bad. I don't know. We always drove. <laughs> but, yeah, I just love, love the campus and the rink and the um, engineering program, too, with it, with the academics and co-op experience. So that was a huge part of it. 
How was your academic experience at RIT when you look back on it now, just from your freshman year to your senior year? Um, what did you take away from that whole thing? Because that seems like it's something that's really important to you, uh, just talking to you for the short time I've had so far. Academics? Yeah. Yeah. So I started into like the engineering exploration program. So I was able to take a semester or two to figure out which one I wanted to go into. And so um, that's like where I chose me mechanical. Um, this, yeah, I had some really awesome professors and just, they were always so flexible talking to and just like office hours and everything. And then this past year, I was able to like kind of, like the, yeah, past year, I took a few courses in like prosthetics and medical device designing. And that's why I was like, okay, I need to pursue this further. And that's why I'm now in my biomedical taking my master's there so and obviously Boston is a great health um I guess yeah. market because there's a lot of hospitals there have you had the chance to do any co-op though like I know you're seeing RIT has some co-op stuff did you have, have you had the chance to do that a little bit um just working with different companies in engineering yeah so my program um is so we do observations at the medical center so I've seen some gnarly orthopedic surgeries so <laughs> which makes me realize I'm glad I don't want to be a surgeon because I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> I'm a mad prop, but um, yeah, it's been that was it's been a cool experience being able to um, and like having mentors in the industry too. Our program does that as well, so a lot of big companies just being able to work with them one on one. So hopefully that can lead to something in the future. Yeah, and we're talking about kind of the adjustment being at a new school for hockey, but has it been an adjustment academically as well being at a new school? Yeah, definitely. Um, have, like, so a lot of it's the same classes, exams, tests, but like uh, just understanding the professors and how they work and how, and just it's a bigger school for sure. So it's just different. Um, and then the whole biomedical stuff too, there's a lot of biology and organic chemistry. So just trying to figure that out. And, a challenge but mm -hmm. not nothing that can't be done yeah also being in a city campus too versus kind of like mm -hmm. a regular campus is that an adjustment i feel like for me it would be kind of an adjustment uh, just because with the classes like you're used to kind of having a building for each class but i think on a city campus everything looks like it's part of the city that it's not like an actual campus that's just from my perspective oh yeah i agree i yeah it's different than just having like a little campus that's off the side you're like mm -hmm. you're on the stretch of commonwealth so I actually have, I got a scooter, one of the electric scooters, which has helped get, I navigate a little quicker, but definitely a lot of more walking. And yeah, so definitely a different feel. It's cool just like being the, like, I walk down the end of campus, I'm at Boston Commons, I'm at the garden, like, love that experience. It's been awesome. And like, go across the river, go to Harvard Square and like all that, it's just everything's so close. Yeah. No, I love walking. That's like one random activity that I love doing. But I feel like walking in the city must be cool just because you kind of see new things every day. And yeah, no, it just, it's kind of has a nice vibe to it. Mm -hmm, definitely. But uh, with the city, I guess, how have you dealt with the traffic? Because that's the one thing that if there's any negatives I have towards Boston, it's that I think it's pretty brutal, especially with the Red Sox with the run. Parking was just about oh, yeah. fine. Oh yeah, it's a lot. That's why I do not have a car. <laughs> So I like, if I had a car, I don't think I, no, couldn't handle it. But 
definitely I take advantage of the tea because that's mm. not as bad. It gets a little busy sometimes, a little packed, but that the the traffic's crazy. I can like from out my window, like every morning it's just a line of cars on the turnpike. So Oh yeah, it's it's been brutal. But today it was even like luckily my I didn't have any classes today, but like watching the news of all the trees that fell down because of the windstorm that happened last night. It just, I feel like that just probably made traffic traffic significantly worse. Oh yeah. My mom sent me some photos that she had seen on like, it was on like Instagram or something. Oh yeah. That was pretty bad up in the Cape. Picture, picture of car, (laughs) like tree on car. Well, I hope you're okay. Yeah. We're good over here. There's only some leaves on the ground. So (laughs) That's good to hear. Yeah, no, definitely very fortunate not to be, because I, 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 whenever I see that, I feel so bad just because there's the process of um, cleaning that up and then getting it fixed is probably yeah. not to handle, especially during these times. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, getting back a little bit to your RIT experience, um, just kind of doing some research. Um, you were there for four years, but your team never really won a CHA championship and kind of struggled um, with performance, especially last year, only winning one game. So how would you kind of like overall evaluate your time at RIT um, hockey-wise, even though you didn't have the success that you probably wanted to? Yeah, it was definitely a roller coaster. <laughs> I learned a lot along the way, both on and off the ice and experiences and had fun. Um, I loved all my teammates I've played with. Um, I think we had a lot of overall team cohesiveness and we're a group together and just like work together and care for each other. So yeah, even though the, the wins weren't always there, it was definitely something I'll never, I'll never regret, never take away. Some of the greatest years and I love all my teammates from, from RIT. So. You still talk to them today? Yes. <laughs> so I lived with the same, one girl, same roommate for four years and the other one for three. So definitely some of my best friends. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you were named assistant captain uh, of RIT your junior and senior year. So what was it like to kind of receive that honor? And what did you bring uh, – what type of leadership did you bring to RIT for those two years? Were you a little more vocal or were you kind of like what you are now, just kind of bringing the calmness in the room and kind of leading by example? Yeah, it was a huge honor, especially just having a new coaching staff come in my senior year and be named a captain. Um, that was huge. Uh, like, meant a lot. I think our senior leadership group overall was awesome. Everyone um, just had so much dedication to the program and wanting it to just be, go in a new direction and be better. Um, I think as, so like being, like sophomore year when I started out as a captain, like my leadership style like grew into more of a vocal role but not still not as much um definitely more trying to lead through example and just um I care a lot about the sport so I'll work hard to get there to do better so what was it like being a player during the coaching transition that happened from your junior year to your senior year how'd you handle that especially being uh, being at the school for three years, knowing kind of the systems that you know, and then kind of having to make that kind of a big adjustment uh, for your final year there. Yeah, and it, it was kind of hard to, the final year was a little different than it normally would have been. But um, yeah, it was, I think everyone was open and willing to like jump on board and figure out like what, what our new, what our new like, our, what new RIT hockey would look like. Um, so again, as I said before, like the senior group was just huge and instrumental in that process and just 
we like had Zooms over the summer with the freshmen, um, but then with the team as well, just to make sure, and this is before like our coaches were named, just to make sure that first, like we were a group as a team and that this coach can come in and like mold us all. So it starts within a team though. How did you handle the challenges of last year with not playing in front of any fans, but also kind of the inconsistent schedule that happened starting late, but then not knowing when games are going to happen and rescheduling and all that kind of stuff. It seemed like it was hard to navigate, um, especially for the freshmen probably just because they're not used to college hockey. Mm-hmm. That was a hard part too. Just like not having the con like the usual locker room experience to like get to know them better. Yeah, it was a challenge. It definitely was a challenge. We're coming up almost a year and about a week or two a year. We were canceled for a couple of days and then came reinstated. So definitely a roller coaster. A lot of time spent in like quarantine, but I'm glad everyone was safe and healthy and was fine. Um, but it was just a lot of just being flexible and um, it, it showed people like, show that our team had good character and that we were working and willing to like navigate through that to try to get to play the fact that we got to play as many games as we did and like that's a huge like I give everyone a pat on the back that on the back for that now when you look back on your IT experience um just um is it kind of weird not being there now and um I don't know if someone did someone take your number that's probably super weird as well (laughs) to see someone else wear your number I think so (laughs) Yeah, I've been trying to, like, keep up with them and make sure that, like, like see how they're doing and stuff because always will be, um, big, like, I'll always be a huge part of my life and a huge thing, like, Bleed Orange. So just keeping in touch with them, too. Now, BU doesn't play RIT this season, right? No. no. How weird would that be just to go back? I don't know. I don't think I'd like that. <laughs> Do you think there would be, like, a tribute like video for yourself? I think that would <laughs> Well, I don't know if that would happen, but <laughs> it was, there's a lot of new faces there. So it'd be, it would be, it wouldn't be as, it wouldn't be, I guess, as odd, but mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like it would, it depend. I think that probably makes it a little less odder, I guess, if that's even a word, uh, just with not knowing as many teammates that, that are there now, but like yeah. if all the teammates that I played with before were still there and I had to go back, I feel like that would just be kind of weird just doing it like kind of just doing your like normal routine, but from like a different locker room from like a different, yeah. like that would just be. That, that just part be would like, be a little weird. Especially just like being in Rochester and not mm-hmm. being there would be different. Yeah. Well, talk about your kind of transfer process to BU. What was that like? And kind of why did you choose to go to BU versus other schools? And what was it like kind of getting that fifth year to go back to hockey and play again? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I definitely was like excited about the, having the extra year um so I started with like just looking for a master's program in biomedical engineering just kind of figuring out if I wanted to be far away from home still and like how I want to navigate that but like I was just very excited about BU um for its tradition for its um stability like stability I guess and location and just program overall both school and hockey just excited about both of it um I actually did play here my freshman year. So I remember like, I remember coming here and playing and seeing like the fans and we got to, we actually played in Aganis the second game. So it was, it was just something that I'm like, okay, this place is really cool. And then having the opportunity now, three, three, four years later, um, definitely 
not going to take it for granted. Yeah, when that like fifth year eligibility rule came out, was that like, was it kind of like, I want to try to go to BU if given the opportunity? And it, it, how cool was it that kind of just like, how did that process kind of work from, like, how did you, I, I'm just curious because I feel like there's so much confusion in a way with like not knowing how many roster spots. Yeah. There. So how did like the process of like BU kind of knowing that they were interested in you and like, how did it get to like graduating RIT and then like going to BU and getting accepted into the hockey program, but also the school as well? Yeah, it started with me just like looking for looking at the schools and then applying. So I applied first um, to the like master's program here, um, make sure I can get in on my own and like uh, going through that process and then kind of doing the more of the hockey side of it. And how did the hockey side work? Like, did you contact the coaches and like they just said they were interested and they that how did, I'm just curious how the transfer process is different from like kind of the recruiting process. Yeah, because then you get put on the portal, so your name's out there. And uh, I got in contact with um, Coach Dersher, um, Dersher, and just from there had a few conversations. Um, kind of kept going back and forth, and then officially, like I put in my what's the word for school <laughs> so what's it? I'm not that the first thing you have to do to pay to, for school like for the schooling deposit, of it. deposit that's yeah. it <laughs> the deposit and then I was like yep good mm-hmm. to go let's go awesome yeah how have you enjoyed, I guess I know I've asked this a few times but just um how's it been so far just looking at it now and how ex- what, are, what are you most excited about I guess um, as you look at the schedule coming up uh, for this season, like what excites you the most? Which team are you looking forward to play that you might have not played yet, and just all of that kind of stuff? I'm I'm excited for well, like on Sunday we play Providence, um, so I'll, like play against Hunter, I like one of my old teammates, so that'll be kind of fun. Um, I'm excited to go back to Holy Cross. That was during like my first ever college game was, so that'll be a fun one to play there again. Um, but yeah, excited to go to like Northeastern BC and just go to all these new, like in Yale, like just playing all these rinks I haven't been able to play in before. UConn as well. Just had to throw that. Oh, in. yes, UConn. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear. And I'm excited to see uh, this your, your progress uh, with BU. And I'm, I know you're going to have a lot of success as the season goes on. I'll be watching you play in person at Holy Cross on the 11th. Ooh. So hopefully, uh, I'll hopefully we get to see each Our other. family will be at that one too. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully, uh, I'll try to make sure the podcast will be out by then. So hopefully, I can see your family there. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, let's get into the segment I like to call the non-hockey segment, where I ask you just some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit off the ice. So my first non-hockey question to you is, uh, if you could do anything for your day, non-hockey related, obviously, what would you choose to do and why? I could do, well, I love a good Trader Joe's run, (laughs) but if I could do anything, like anywhere, I would go hiking in Patagonia. Oh, nice. Is that in California? I just want to... No, in South America. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> like way down. Yeah. It's just, it's beautiful. It looks beautiful. I want to go there. Like the whole, I love hiking. So mm-hmm. just, that's kind of random, but it's, not, it's something I want to do. No, that's actually what my, my day would be like, just going hiking, but not in mm-hmm. South America, like in the British Columbia, California area. Okay, that's true. That is something that's on my bucket list. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Like uh, there's this place called Banff in Alberta, I believe. That looks super cool. I've always wanted to visit there. And then just British Columbia. I have a friend that lives there now and just seeing all the photos of like how cool the scenery is. I'll definitely mm-hmm. love to visit there for a couple of weeks and kind of just do some hiking and kind of live off the grid for a little bit. I think yeah. that would be fun. My like ultimate road trip would be like Banff, Vancouver, Seattle, like oh, yeah. go through Oregon and like San Fran. It's all the way. That's like the ultimate road trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> and, like, end it off in, like, San Diego, like, Southern California and do, like, Yosemite National Park, which is kind of near there. I, it's a bit of a drive, but that's something I'd love to do is just yeah. Southern California just because the vibe there is a lot different than it is up here in the Very north. Very different. Very different. Well, next non-hockey question is if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would that be in line? Um, my first thing that looks at this question, I'm like, I want to have lunch with my parents. <laughs> Mm-hmm. love them miss them um i also just love to like uh someone like famous would be like lauren daigle or sadie robertson i would love to have a conversation with them nice um if you don't mind me asking uh, who is uh, lauren daigle lauren daigle i think i say her last name right i'm not really 100 sure but uh, she's a christian music artist oh and, nice uh, her, her voice is amazing she's a very good singer and i love music well, that kind of coincides with my next question. What music do you listen to? Like her or do you listen to any other like mainstream stuff like hip hop, pop music? Um, more Christian. I love like Need to Breathe. Um, or, or, um, oh my gosh, what's the word? Country. Yeah. Definitely country. Yeah. I love country. All, mm-hmm. all seasons too. Not just summer. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm definitely becoming more of a country guy. I love, uh, Thomas Rhett, I think he's a great artist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listen to him at all. Fun fact, I saw him at a, a county fair. So like, oh, when really? he had like one famous song, yes. <laughs> Before he kind of like took off. So I'm like, I always have that. <laughs> Did you get to meet him at all or just see him? No. Just see him, but. Yeah, he looks, he looked a lot different like when he was in college. He had still had the mm-hmm. beard, but like he just, I don't know, there's this, I feel like he looks a little bit different now um, after oh, all yeah. the thing. His family is so cute too. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, I don't. I know they've been like together since like like high, they knew each other since like kindergarten, right? That's what someone was telling me. Yeah, they're like small town. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely kind of like the hallmark dream kind yes. of story. <laughs> definitely. Well, that's cool. And then I guess for answering the other question, for me to have lunch with probably like. Um, I don't know, probably Tom Brady. I say that a lot, okay. but he's just a cool person. And then, yeah, his I don't dedication, know. his dedication mm-hmm. to football is insane. It's so, like, insane and like it's crazy. I can't think of like any music artists. Like, I, I feel like there's so many. Like, it would be hard to just pick one, just because. Like, I'd love to have lunch with like Paul McCartney, just because like how do you deal with the Beatles fame and all that stuff? But then Tom mm-hmm. DeLonge would be super cool as well. Uh, just because I love his perspective and message he has with his band. So it would be kind of interesting. Uh, there's so many artists I'd love to talk to just because like, how did you come up with the idea of this song? What's the process for writing this? It would just be, mm-hmm. oh, no, just there's so many people I'd love to talk to. It would to. be interesting. Yeah. To hear like how they do it, how it works. Yeah. Cause whenever you listen to a song, it's like, man, this is really good, but it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting to me, like how it like came together. Like how did that idea, like, it seems like, what do you think of first that you think of just like these melodies and you kind of just play it and then you, the lyrics come after or is it the opposite? I'm not a musically artist, artist person, so I wouldn't know, but I just think it's really yeah. interesting how like a song is created because it seems so difficult. Did not, I did not get any musical talent. So <laughs> 
definitely don't understand it. Well, I'm kind of learning it. a little bit though. Yeah, no, I have to take a music class for college. Um, it's oh. like gen ed requirement classes. So I'm trying my best to learn like reading notes and stuff, but it's like, I got to my cap. It's a lot harder than it seems. Cause when you listen to it, it's like, yeah, I can probably do this. And then what's your major then? I'm a communications major, but okay. the, the gen ed, general education class. I don't know if RIT or BU does this, William yeah. my school does it, but like you have to take certain general educational classes that have nothing to do with your major, like math, English, history, all that kind of stuff. And that's mm-hmm. part of your credits that go towards um, your degree after you graduate. So it's just one of these classes I have to take, but you know, I'm trying to find some interesting ones to kind of broaden my horizons a little bit. Yeah. My brother took like a modern dance in college. So there's always something like that. Oh yeah, definitely. What was the cool, what's the weirdest class you've ever taken in school? Oh, I, it's not really weird, but it was like weird for, I think an engineer major was like public speaking, but I loved it. In high school, I took a textile class, two of them. So I made quilts. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a different one. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't take too many odd, odd ones at school. Like I t- took a 3D prosthetic class. So that was fun. Like, that, like printing out 3D. Like uh, it was like a 3D printed hand. Yeah. That like moved like that. That's kind of cool that your high school had like quilt making machines. Yeah. <laughs> I know my high school didn't have that. So that's kind of, that's kind of neat. Yeah, we made like pants and gloves and pillows, <laughs> everything. Did you get to wear it at all? Or was it just like not fashionably styled for yourself? Or you might have. Like, a... I still have my quilt right here. Oh, that's, that's, that looks pretty good yeah. actually. It's my freshman year quilt. That's cool. a long time. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's cool when you make something because it just has more value to it. So mm-hmm. that's definitely that's pretty that's pretty cool that you have like some stuff from that class like five years from now. Oh yeah, and all my friends took it too with with us. So we all took oh, it yeah. together. Kind of helped. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Just some probably good memories were just like goofing off with your friends. I assume mm-hmm. in that class. I don't know for you for me. That's kind of like some of my favorite memories from high school. Yeah, I tried. Mm-hmm. I'm, a rule, I'm a rule follower. <laughs> oh, I definitely try too. I'm just saying, like you have, like you just talk, talking the conversation. Oh yeah. Between classes, that's what I kind of meant. Especially this class is like seven. It started at like seven thirty in the morning. So. Oh yeah. You need your friends around, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, kind of getting back to the non-hockey segment of yes. things, um, let's talk a little bit about some of your teammates. Uh, who is the funniest teammate you have at BU this year? There's a lot of good ones out there that are funny. I think Julia Miras is pretty funny very sarcastic like she's got a sarcastic personality like funniness to it so she's a funny one who has the best style on the team besides yourself obviously because <laughs> you know how to oh, make yeah. clothes and pants and stuff oh yeah so definitely talk um about. i always see Haley blink wearing cute things she has a lot of cute clothes and awesome. so does kaylee kaylee donnelly awesome. she's always getting orders in like she's always bringing boxes into the locker room so of new clothes <laughs> yeah I don't know if BU does this, but like uh, the, I think it's really cool when the like social media shows off like the pregame outfits like before. Oh yeah, game. I think that's awesome. I don't know if BU does it, but like who? I feel like for at least for women's hockey players, it's probably more difficult because for men's hockey players, it's like just suits. That's Suit it. Tie, that's it. It's like really basic, but like I feel like for you guys, you can be a little more creative and wear some cool mm-hmm. stuff. Oh yeah, we can definitely be creative. There's a lot more options, but also makes it a little more difficult sometimes. 
I think it depends <laughs> on the way you look at it. I, I feel I feel like I don't know. There, it could definitely be challenging, but it can also be super fun as well. Yeah, so just kind of have to mix those two thoughts together. So it's a look good, feel good, you know. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So, but I definitely got to see uh, some of the Haley Blinkhorn outfits. Uh, oh yeah, never come out just because I think it's <laughs> awesome. And I had her on the podcast too, so it'll be cool to see that. Yeah. Now, la- last teammate question is just um, which teammate has uh, ha- is the best chirper on the team. A lot of them chirp each other. I see. Uh, for a freshman, uh, Christina Vogt is pretty. She has a lot of chirps. So <laughs> she's a, definitely has a lot of chirps. I think our coach, though, Coach Molly, she chirps a lot, too. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of weird to hear a freshman because I feel like you, kind of have to, you don't want to you don't want to chirp too much to get the other upperclassmen upset because then you have to go bag skate probably in practice. <laughs> No, it's a it's a good environment. That's good. <laughs> now, kind of one last non-hockey question is um, just one from the top of my head: is um, what other sports uh, do you like to watch besides hockey? Oh, big football, big Vikings football. Fan, I assume. Yes, Vikings. As much sometimes it hurts, but yes. But big football, like I love college football. Yeah. Is it hard being up in the Northeast where people really don't care about college football, <laughs> especially with BU since it's they a different. Play? I know, I know. I chose RIT and BU, and neither of them have a team. But um, I grew up going to like go for games, so yeah, it's definitely different around here. It's not as big, like that, like the whole tailgate experience. Still big though. Mm-hmm. It's just different, yeah. But well, just like we're more. In, I feel like here it's like the Patriots, and that's basically it for football. It's not for like college football. There's so many different schools around that's not mm-hmm. as big as in the South. Like I just talking to someone he he's from georgia he said georgia football is just as big as the atlanta falcons and a lot half the people didn't even go to that school so i just think it's like interesting how some of the college football environments are different than up here just because i don't think it's as big here as other places i know i would love to experience like a football game in the south and the sec mm-hmm. it'd be something else i think that's one, on one, one of my bucket lists is to go to an sec football game or one of the penn state whiteout games i think that would okay be- yeah yeah or you gotta go to um, a Buffalo Buffalo Bills game. Well, I'm a big Patriots um, fan, so I don't know. Okay. If I, I don't know if I can go to that. Well, at least I, I have to be in disguise. The Bills Mafia is pretty yeah. intense. So. <laughs> I don't want to get thrown through a table or something. So yeah. I just have to disguise myself a little bit going to that. There's a guy that walks around with like pouring ketchup and like mustard on himself. So. Yeah, definitely crazy fans, but you a got crazy. Um, even as oh, a yeah. fan. Are you a Gophers fan for college? Is that how is that your team? For football, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how are they been doing this year? You know, they've been doing okay. That's good. Some some big some bigger wins, some some losses, but it's better than they are, they're all college, they're all student athletes. They're all working good. hard. Mm-hmm. How are the Vikings doing this year? It seems like I haven't watched a single Vikings game, but it seems like they've all been like crazy last second throws like it's yeah. like a fun team to kind of just watch from a neutral perspective true yeah they definitely keep you on your toes a little bit um i haven't been able to watch too many and just because i don't really get the tv out here for oh, it yeah. they don't ever cover they only have only the patriots yeah so, I, I apologize I think they're like 500 or four, three four four three something like that but they're doing okay yeah they're working it out that's good. That's good. Well, that division isn't the best with the Bears and uh, Lions being in it. So maybe the Vikings can sneak into a wild card spot because I don't think they're catching the Packers. But we'll have to just kind of wait and see how that goes. I don't like the Packers, so 
Mm-hmm. Let's, let's hope we we got to beat them. Oh yeah, I love Aaron Rodgers though. I think he's a great athlete. I love what he did in Chicago a couple of weeks ago, kind of just chirping up the fans for being mean to him. So I think I think he I think he's a great player. But I'm more of a Tom Brady guy, as you probably assume, being a Patriots fan. Oh yeah. Well, hopefully the Vikings uh, do well, I guess. I don't know who my Super Bowl pick is this year. i got to think about that. I know it's definitely not going to be the Patriots this year, but um, maybe it can be the Vikings. Maybe they can figure it out towards the end of the season and go on a deep run. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be kind of electric. be a fun environment. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Now, back to some hockey questions now. My first question to you is, what advice would you give a younger player who's listening to this podcast just uh, how to make it to D1 college hockey? I think the big thing is like don't tell anyone don't let anyone tell you you can't like put your mind to it put the work into it reach out to people like if you want something like work for it and just like never let someone make you feel smaller than you are awesome and then the next question I have is what should be done to help grow women's hockey it seems like some strides have been made uh, just with the national team but also some negatives have happened with Robert Morris canceling their women's program Mm -hmm. so what do you think should be done to help grow the sport and get more college hockey teams into women's hockey programs? Putting games on TV, like, that would be huge. There needs to be more, like, promotion in that way, like, more access to it. Yeah, do you think uh, Hockey East does a good job at that? Because to me it seems like with having the game stream for free on College Sports Live, but also Nesson and doing a lot of women's college hockey games, it seems like that helps grow the sport, at least here in the Yeah, middle. definitely. I and I like with like the Big Ten Network, they streamed Wisconsin versus Ohio State this past weekend, but just needs to be more of that. Yeah, I definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's definitely a good experience or a good perspective to have just because if you don't see it on TV, then how is it going to grow at all? Mm-hmm. So I hope uh, they continue to show more games on TV. I think they're making more strides with that, which at least for the college hockey perspective, which is good to hear just because. I don't know. For me, it seems like for women's hockey, it seems like more college teams play than pro teams, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. I think that definitely mm-hmm. helped grow the sport a little bit, just at least from the college perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of last question to you is, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give uh, to any of your teammates, former teammates, friends, family members? I know we talked a lot about some people. I know we've mentioned some people throughout the interview, but if there's anyone you might have forgot to mention or anyone I forgot to mention, I feel free to shout them out now. Um, kind of mentioned a few people, but I guess shout out to my, she won't know this, but my new baby niece, Adeline, future hockey player. So. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she'll hear this years from now. <laughs> it should be you, Terrier, maybe. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> That'll be cool. That'll be cool. Got her a little stuffed animal, so. That's awesome. Will yeah. she be at the game on Thursday or no? No. <laughs> All right. I guess that she's makes like, She's like. Too young I for the. She'll be about. Time. Yeah. Three weeks old. So oh, yeah. Makes, oh, yeah. Fresh, yeah. <laughs> fresh little baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, shout out to her. I know she's probably not listening, but, you know, if she <laughs> happens to listen to this like 10 years down the line, if this is still up on you, if YouTube's still a thing, then shout out to you. True. I hope, hope things are going well in 2034 or whatever it might be. So, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Ellie. I really appreciate your time. It means a lot to myself. I wish you all the best as the season goes on. And, I hope the Terriers do well, and I hope I can't wait to see you uh, play in person uh, in a couple of weeks from now. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. 
Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. You're full of confidence.